Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It is so good to be in the house of God today. And I know some of you brought your Bibles, but if you did not, you may have an electronic device. You may have an iPhone. You may have an iPad. I want you to pull that out because we're going to be journeying through the Word of God this morning. Amen? You ever get this sense that God is up to something? How many of you get that sense that God is up to something, that there's just something stirring, that, that you're poised for something great that God's about to do? I got to tell you that that's exactly how I felt once I got off the plane on Thursday morning. And ever since I've been here, ever since I've been with family, I just feel like God is doing something, particularly here with the youth church. And so I'm just excited this morning, so you're going to have to forgive me. But I want you to open up your Bibles to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. That's where we're going to be journeying this morning. And before we get started, I got to tell you that there's some people here that I love very dearly. I love all of you very dearly, and especially the youth and young adults. Especially, I want to congratulate Denzel, who's getting baptized today. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Setting an example for all of us. And I want to also give a brief announcement. His baptism is going to be somewhere around 1 o'clock. And I'm going to do my best, okay, to be obedient to the Word of God. But if you need to leave, okay, and you need to go and support family, friends, I want to encourage you. It's okay. I won't be offended. Please feel free because we want to celebrate his baptism today. Amen? It's going to be in the main sanctuary. But there's some very important people here that I am telling you I love very much. And so this really has been a homecoming for me. This is my heart is just overwhelmed with the love of God today. And so we want to hear Jesus this morning. Is that all right? So we're going to bow our heads and invite his presence right now. All right. We're going to talk to God. And so we want our ears to be attentive and our hearts to be open. Let's bow our heads right now. Oh, wow. Heavenly Father, this is such an incredible moment to be in your presence. Dear Heavenly Father, there are many that have come here this morning, and I am just thrilled to see so many people hungry to have an encounter with you. And there is something special that you want to do with this generation of youth and young adults in this Christian community. And I have a feeling, Father, that there's something in 2013 that's on its way. But you want to poise us, you want to position us right now so that we can pursue our passion in Jesus Christ. Understand our purpose and pursue it, Father, with your leading. And so right now, I want you to help direct our attention to Jesus. Right now, Father, help remove the distractions, Father. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would take control today. Lord, last night we learned that by pursuing our purpose while facing a giant, Lord, we knew that we had to pursue our purpose in spite of the haters, in spite of the naysayers, Father. And then we also discovered last night, you taught us last night, Father, that if we're going to pursue our purpose, we've got to do it in our own armor. You've wired us uniquely. 
specifically for a specific purpose. And then, Father, lastly, we learned last night that if we're going to pursue our purpose, Father, that we need to do it having bold confidence in your outcome and not in our own strength, not in our own design, but following your plan, your will. Father, move us today. Provoke us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. In your Bibles to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Now, you guys got to understand that I've been with family today. I'm getting a little comfortable. Is that all right? I've been with family this week with the Burgesses. And Sandra made me some wonderful breakfast this morning. Do you guys mind if I eat breakfast? Is that okay? Uh, I'm a little hungry if you don't mind. Now, I'm not sure exactly what this is, but it looks really, really good. Have you ever thought about what your favorite breakfast item is? Have you ever thought about that? Many of you know right now, you're getting a little hungry as you're looking at me. You're a little jealous. That's all right. Now, here we're having fellowship lunch right after this. I want you right now, just to take a brief minute, I want you to talk to the person sitting next to you. What is your favorite breakfast item? 10 seconds, I'm gonna finish my breakfast. 10 seconds, what's your favorite breakfast item? Gave you an extra, I mean, extra five, six seconds there, and that's all right. All right, now I just need about three volunteers, real quick, real quick. Some young people, some young people. I want you to share with me what is your favorite breakfast item? They were first, go ahead. Your favorite breakfast item? Porridge. Yes, porridge. Favorite breakfast item? Yes, yes. Pancakes. I absolutely love pancakes. You may actually be surprised, but my favorite pancakes, God forgive me. I'm not suggesting that we necessarily go there. McDonald's pancakes. Love McDonald's pancakes. Hot cakes. Yes. I'm sorry? Cereal. What kind of cereal? Frosted Flakes. Have mercy, Jesus. Sugar. All right. Now, you know, I didn't get anybody from the back. I see a young man right there. Yes, sir. Yes. Waffles. Yes. I love blueberry waffles. Whole wheat. All right. My favorite breakfast, actually, is raisin bread and well, just about anything with raisins I love. But uh, okay, now, I want to create another scenario for you. If there is anybody in the world that you would like to eat breakfast with, I don't care who it is, your friend, someone sitting next to you, a family member, Barack Obama, entertainer, celebrity, whoever it is, who's the one person in the world that you would love to eat breakfast with? Spend time with that person right now, another 10 seconds, keep it to 10 seconds, share with that person who you would love to eat breakfast with. get some people that we didn't get. Yep, I see this young lady right here. Who would you like to eat breakfast with? 
Say it again. Her mom is that. Is that mom? No. Your mom? Justin Bieber. Yes. Yes. Justin Bieber. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, yes, young lady. Who would you like to eat breakfast with? Your mom? Oh. Oh. Okay. One more person right there in the back. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. God. Absolutely, absolutely. You're getting ahead of me this morning. Okay, okay, all right. We'll take one more. Yes. Yes. All the who? All the presidents of the United States of America. Okay, that may be arranged, maybe a few of them still alive. That's all right. My favorite person, of course, next to Jesus, next to my wife, who I absolutely love eating breakfast with, she's here. Um, my grandmother, my grandmother Mamita. She is she is ninety seven years old. She is ninety seven years old, and I love her dearly. She knows Jesus, and I honestly think that she's ready for translation right now. And so she is the one person in the entire world that I would love to have breakfast with. She's right now in New York with my aunt, my aunt and my uncle. Now, I didn't tell you this, I didn't tell you this, and I kind of set you up, okay? I want you now to talk with the same person that you just did, okay? Now look them in the eye, turn, them, turn to the person that you were just talking with, look them in the eye, stay there just for a second. I see some of the guys getting nervous. Look them in the eye, it's okay. Now, I want you to imagine that the last time you saw this person, look them in the eye, the last time you saw this person, you denied them with cursing and publicly humiliated them. Publicly humiliated them. Now, 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 how do you feel? You can turn back to me. How do you feel now? How do you feel? Give me some, give me some emotions, some one word emotions. Anybody? You feel ashamed, that's a good word, yes. Anybody else, how do you feel? I feel stupid. You feel stupid, mm -hmm. I feel a little bit stupid myself, yes? Guilty. Guilty, all right, how do you feel? Embarrassed. Embarrassed, embarrassed. These are some of the same emotions he felt early one morning. His mind filled with a mixture of unspeakable joy, yet a deep-seated regret. He has already seen the risen Lord once by himself and then two times with his friends. With an awesome sense of wonder, he recounts the events of the last couple of weeks. Thoughts of the recent resurrection gave him goose bumps as his hopes begin to rise. Yet as soon as he quickly remembers his epic failure by a coal fire at the court of Caiaphas, Despair begins to creep in. How could he possibly take me back after what I did, he thought. Consumed with guilt and shame, he felt as though he had forfeited his purpose as a disciple by his one mistake. In spite of this, the words, the echoing words in his ears of the angels to the women at the tomb on resurrection morning, go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you in to Galilee gave him hope. Six other disciples join him as they walk 
on the long dusty road to the Sea of Galilee. Get the picture in your mind. As they approached the Sea of Galilee, they remember that this was the scene of many of the events of the life and ministry of Jesus. It was here that Jesus calmed the sea with a word. It was here that Jesus taught from Peter's boat. Not far from here is the site where Jesus fed the multitudes with a few loaves and fishes. And speaking of fish, they're probably starting to get a little hungry now. So Peter suggests that they do what he did before he became a follower of Jesus Christ. He suggests that they all go fishing. Now, you got to understand, any good fisherman at this time is going to fish at night. Have you ever wondered why? They're going to fish at night because at night, the fish can't see as well at night. When you cast the net, the fish have no idea what's about to happen to them. Yet all their hard effort produced nothing by morning. Frustrated and tired, Peter begins to feel like, like he can't do anything right. He's failed at being a disciple, and the one thing he's good at, he can't even get that right. Have you ever had that experience? Then suddenly, as the orange rays of the early morning sun begin to rise, a lone stranger on the beach instructs them to cast their nets to the other side. Feeling like they have nothing to lose, they cast their nets to the other side of the boat when suddenly a multitude of fish fill their net. Realizing that it was Jesus, John, the beloved disciple, he cries out, it's the Lord. Upon hearing this, Peter puts on his hemation, which in Greek is his outer garment. Fishermen fished, taking off their outer garment. He puts it on. I know it sounds a little weird. He put it on and dived into the water and swam to shore. As soon as he gets to shore, he soon realizes that Jesus has already prepared breakfast by a coal fire. I want you to keep that in your mind. By a coal fire. It's at this moment that Peter looks into the eyes of grace. In the eyes of Jesus, Peter doesn't see condemnation. In the eyes of Jesus, Peter doesn't see judgment. All he sees is utter love and forgiveness. It's this breakfast encounter with the risen Christ that completely transforms Peter permanently. Go with me to John 21, John 21, because in John 21, we're going to see through the eyes of Peter three insights. How many insights did I say? Three insights into rediscovering your purpose in Christ. Go with me to John chapter 15. We pick up the story, John chapter 21, verse 15. And we pick up the story in verse 15. Now, as I'm going through the Word of God today, if you feel free to, feel free to go ahead and send out a text, send out a, a Facebook message, send out an a, a, a email, whatever you need to do to share something from the Word of God with a friend today, okay? I'm going to leave that up to you to decide when you're going to do that, but we want to share the Word of God today. If something sticks out at you, feel free to share it with somebody electronically. But picking up the story in verse 15, the Bible says, so when they had eaten breakfast... Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. 
He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Would you listen closely? Peter learned what we're about to discover right now about pursuing your purpose in Jesus Christ, about passionately pursuing your purpose in Jesus Christ, and that is that love for Jesus, the restorer, is the basis for your purpose. I'm going to say that one more time. Love for Jesus, the restorer, is the basis for your purpose. It's the basis for your purpose. I've discovered that people will do almost anything for someone or something that they love. Look at the fans that go to a football game. They'll get upset, engage in fights, verbal exchanges because they love the team. Don't play on the team, but they love the team. I asked some of my friends, what are some of the things that they'll do? Some of, even the, some of even the crazy things that they'll do because they love somebody. One person said, stay with them. <laughs> another person said, another person said, dance like an idiot. That's what he said. Another person said, another person said, drive many miles to see them. Another person said, forgive them when it hurts. Forgive them when it hurts. Another person whose name shall remain uh, nameless, <clears throat> Deidre, she said, follow them all the way to Bering Springs, Michigan at Andrews University. It's amazing what people will do because they love someone. Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. Jesus is doing something very intentional here. As the Apostle John is telling the story in his gospel, he only mentions the word fire as in charcoal fire twice. The first time was on the night of Peter's denial by a charcoal fire at the court of Caiaphas' courtyard. And the second time was on this scene at the beach eating breakfast with Jesus and the disciples. He deliberately connects these two events to suggest that Jesus was trying to recreate the scene of Peter's denials in order to restore Peter in front of the other disciples. In his book, The Gift, Kim Allen Johnson says, and you can look at the words also on the screen, he says, in the presence of the other disciples, Christ now asked Peter three times if he loved him once for each denial. Each time Peter earnestly affirmed his love and Jesus responded, feed my flock, openly entrusting him with weighty responsibilities. Peter is being restored to team Jesus as a full-fledged disciple. And here Jesus is saying to us that just, because, listen carefully, just because you have messed up doesn't mean you forfeited your purpose. Oh, somebody needs to hear that this morning. Just because you have messed up doesn't mean that you forfeited your purpose. You see, Jesus knows that you can't even begin to think about fulfilling your purpose in him while you're sinking in the guilt and shame of your sins. 
So he expresses his love to you by offering forgiveness and restoration. And it's by this kind of love, pay attention closely, it's by this kind of love that love for him is awakened in you. You want to know, how do I get God's love in my heart? It's first by beholding the love of Jesus Christ. We love him because, some of you can finish this, we love him because he first loved us. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you want to rediscover your purpose, you've got to first go to the cross. God is looking for a generation of youth and young adults who will open up their Bibles every morning and ask God to show you his love and the theme of the cross. Pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and thus fill you with his love. Soon you'll notice love for Christ will begin to awaken in your heart. And now, when that condition is met, then you'll be ready for him to pull back the screen and reveal your purpose. And as we will now see, once Peter was restored and his love for Christ established, Jesus begins to pull back the curtain on how he will fulfill his purpose in verse 18. Go with me to verse 18. The Bible says, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he, being Jesus, said to him, follow me. Follow me. Scholars in the pen of inspiration suggest that when Jesus said this to Peter, what he did was he put his arms around him and he pulled him aside from the other disciples and he began to walk down the beach. And in astonishment, Peter began to listen as Jesus began to pull back the curtains of time and reveal to him what his future was and how he would fulfill his purpose. And I want to suggest to you here that the second insight that we discover here is that following the ways of Christ reveals your purpose. Following the ways of Christ reveals your purpose. When Jesus called Peter to follow him, he essentially was telling him that the primary purpose of his life was to be like him and to do what he did. To be like him in character and to do what he did. There was a time back in the day that if you wanted to become anything in life, if you wanted to know where you were going, what you would do is you would go and look for a mentor. You would go and look for somebody that had a particular skill and a particular trade and you would get up underneath them and you would simply watch them and follow the ways of the master in his trade. And oftentimes that person would actually be your mother or your father. Oftentimes what they did is they had a family business. There was an agrarian society many years ago, and so the family would actually train their children to continue the work which they were doing. So you pretty much knew from when you were young what you were going to do when you got older. 
And what would happen is, is that oftentimes, they would get the apprentice, which is what you would be if you were to get up underneath this master, and they would basically show you what they did, and then they would have you follow along and do the same thing. You would observe and then look at them as to what they were doing, and then you would just repeat the same pattern. You would just redo the same thing that they did. Jesus' father did that for him, and so did Peter's father did that for him. You simply did what they did. You followed their example. And for some of you, following your parents' example, praise God, is a good thing. But I also know, and I'm not naive to know, that some of you following your parents' example may have not been the best example. For some of you, your example is Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Justin Bieber. Lord have mercy. What Jesus is saying to you is stop trying to be like them and come follow me. What Jesus shared with Peter reveals two things about our purpose. Number one, if you're taking notes, this may be a good time or it may be a good tweetable moment real right now. Number one, Jesus showed Peter that when he gets old, he would glorify God in his death. History tells us that Peter was brought by Roman soldiers to be crucified on a cross just like Jesus. At that moment, he requested to be hung upside down because he didn't feel worthy to suffer and die in the same manner as his Lord. Here we learn a powerful lesson that we don't often hear in Christian circles today. The call to follow Jesus Christ is a call to come and die. It is a call to come and die. Yes, Jesus offers you love, joy, peace, purpose, but he also calls you to come and die to yourself. Die to yourself. Die to your selfish desires. Die to your lusts and pride. Die to the flesh. And maybe even like Peter, you may actually die. Either way, he calls you to come alive in him to the newness of life. This is what Jesus was saying when he said in Luke chapter 9, I'll just put it on the screen because we're running short on time, but Luke chapter 9 verse 23, this is what Jesus was saying when he said, then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him what? Deny himself and take up his cross and then do what? Follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will Save it. Number two, here's what, here's what Peter, here's what we're discovering today for our purpose based on the conversation with Peter. Jesus called Peter to follow him. I love how Auntie Ellen, as I love to call her, says it in her Christian classic, go get it, the desire of ages. When she says, to Peter the words, follow me, were full of instruction, not only for his death, but every step of his life was the lesson given. Hitherto, that's an old English word, hitherto, Peter had been inclined to act independently. He had tried to plan for the work of God. Instead of waiting to follow, listen carefully, some of, some of us really need to hear this, instead of waiting on following out God's plan, do not run ahead of me, Jesus is saying. Then you will not have the, the hosts of Satan to meet what? Alone. 
Let me go before you and you will not be overcome by the enemy. This was the second time that he called Peter. As a matter of fact, Jesus intentionally trying to bring back to Peter's memory the miracle of the large catch of fish. The first time he called him, he performs this miracle to redo the exact same miracle to bring back to his memory that he was calling him. He does this in the midst of the other disciples because he's trying to restore Peter. In reference to this first time Jesus called Peter, go with me to Luke chapter 5, verse 8. Luke chapter 5, verse 8. Luke is recording this exact same event. And we'll have it on the screen for you as well. Uh, Luke recording this says, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. They had a fishing business. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, for now on you will catch men. It was then that Jesus called Peter to follow him. Did you catch it? Did you catch what Jesus' purpose for Peter was in the text? He was calling Peter to be a fisherman, not by doing it his way, by catching fish. Jesus was calling Peter, he was giving Peter a new purpose to fish for the souls of men. To be fishers of men. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself said that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He did this by sharing the incredible love of God, then dying on the cross for us. Then before he left this earth, he didn't leave us to guess what our purpose is. As a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, I'm not going to read it. In essence, Jesus says, preach the gospel to everyone, baptize them and make disciples. This is your purpose. Listen carefully. Jesus is trying to say to you today, young people, he's trying to say to you today in the context of your gifts, your skills and abilities and from your own personal experience with him, share the good news of Jesus with your friends. From your own personal experience, share who Jesus is to you. Share him in your neighborhoods, your schools, your workplace. But yet there's one more thing before we leave this place of worship today that Peter learned from Jesus about rediscovering your purpose. And it's in verse 20. John 21, verse 20. The Bible says, Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned, listen to this, he leaned on the breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? John, that's the writer of this gospel, leaning on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? And then Jesus said to him, listen carefully, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow 
me. You follow me. When Jesus said to Peter, what is that to you? You follow me. What Jesus is basically saying to Peter is, Peter, mind your own business. Mind your own business, Peter. And here we find the third insight and our final insight today into rediscovering your purpose in Christ. And that is minding your own business brings focus. Everyone say focus. Focus to your purpose. It brings focus to your purpose. I love Facebook. I absolutely love Facebook, but I am fine. As a matter of fact, I use Facebook to to do ministry and also to connect with my friends who I don't see on a regular basis, to connect with many of you, people I live far away from. So I love Facebook. But why is it that I feel like I always have to check the notification every time it comes up? Why do I feel like I have to check every message that I get on Facebook? Why do I always have to go to the news feed to see everything that everybody else is doing? I'm I'm in school. I'm, I'm on the road. Sometimes I'm in the bathroom, I've got my phone, Facebook. I'm discovering it to be one of the most distracting things in my life. Now mind you, I'm using it for good reasons, but I'm finding it's consuming a large portions of my life and a lot of the things that I need to do right now are not getting done because what am I doing? Messing with Facebook. And oftentimes what happens is, where they're watching Facebook, And trust me, this thing can get a little addictive, but we're there, we're caught up in this trap right here. What's going on in the lives of everybody else, okay? Then you start feeling like, oh, they're doing more exciting things than I'm doing. Then you start comparing yourself with that person. Oh, here's something else that we do. We start looking down on people because we see what's going on in their lives and we start to say, oh, wait a minute, that's what they're caught up in? Mm, Okay, I see what's going on over there. All the while, we're wasting large amounts of time focused on the lives of others when we should be focused on what we need to be doing right now to fulfill our purpose in Christ. What you and I need to do is mind our own business. It's enough just trying to be a committed follower of Jesus Christ yourself. What we've got to do is stop comparing ourselves with others. We need to stop trying to be like everybody else and be jealous of other people's gifts. And here's what we do. We say, oh, that person can sing. Oh, that's really nice. Man, I wish I could sing like that. Or I can't sing like that. Or this person's really cute. Or this person's really attractive. I don't look like that. Or man, I wish I could look like that. Or we say, oh, man, that person's a really strong leader. People listen to that person. And man, I would love for people to listen to me. Jesus says to you today, what is that to you? You follow me. I've made you that way for a purpose, Jesus says. I created you unique for a specific reason, Jesus says. If you want to unleash your fullest potential, then you need to follow me, Jesus says. Or maybe you're that person that's trying to follow Jesus. And you're distracted by all the so-called hypocrites in the church. And there is always room for one more. To you, Jesus says, what is that to you? You follow me. The church is a hospital for people who are sick with sin and are being healed by Jesus. Fix your eyes on me, Jesus says. Like we talked about last night, you've got to pursue your purpose in your own 
armor, not somebody else's. Minding your own business, focus on sharing Jesus Christ the way he has designed you to fulfill your purpose in him. You've got to focus on Christ and he will fulfill his purpose in you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, as the band is coming up, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came with one central focus and purpose to reveal the love of God and to save you and me. Describing the intense focus of Jesus on his purpose, Luke describes it in Luke chapter 9, verse 51. He says, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to, re to be received up, he steadfastly set his face to Jerusalem. Jesus was focused. He wouldn't be distracted from his mission. The devil tried to stop him, but he couldn't stop his purpose. Then when, he, when they raised him high on the cross, the Pharisees, the thief, the crowd, they all told him to come down off the cross and save himself. But he wouldn't. He was focused on saving you and me. On the cross, what Jesus was, what was, was actually saying, pay attention, what Jesus was saying was, I will rather experience hell, complete separation from the Father, just so you can spend eternity with him. Are you hearing me? Heaven wouldn't be heaven for God without you. So he stayed focused and he took your sins, he took your mistakes, your failures and absorbed them into himself on the cross and died the death that, listen, you should have died. That was your death. But then early Sunday morning, he rose from the grave victorious over death. Now he invites you, tell the world and tell them what I've did for them. Jesus is calling this generation of youth and young adults, listen carefully, to rise up. Your talents are needed. I heard Nick announcing this morning, and by the way, you guys have done an absolutely wonderful job. You guys need to give them a big round of applause for what they're doing here at Ignite Youth Church. Jesus needs you to rise up. Don't wait for the adults to let you do it. Say, listen, I've got something that I want to do for Jesus. And then get out the way. Because God's about to use you today. Today is the day for the church of tomorrow. He is calling you to serve him from a heart of love that is responding daily to his love and forgiveness. He's calling you to follow him by denying your own selfish desires and then share him with your friends. And finally, he's calling you to focus on him and share his love with those in your immediate sphere of influence. I wanna invite you right now, if that's your desire, to stand with me as I personally make that commitment myself. You need to get recalibrated. Like Peter, you feel maybe like you've fallen short and you feel like I've made too many mistakes, I've made too many sins, and guess what, newsflash, if you haven't heard it before, Jesus is not intimidated by your mess. Jesus can fix it. He wants to set you right, and for some of you, that may be right now, that may be today. Rediscovering your purpose doesn't have to be that hard. It's really this simple. Receive the grace that Jesus Christ has extended for you. Spend time in his word and pray daily 
and then share his love from your own personal experience. Now, some of you, and if you're here and you're not a part of this faith community, you're not, you're not a part of this particular church, maybe you have no religious affiliation as well, I wanna thank you so much for worshiping with us. I wanna thank you so much for putting up with us sometimes as Christians. We don't always live up to what we should. But if you're here and God has spoken to you, maybe you're not rediscovering, maybe you're, you're actually discovering who you are in Christ for the first time. You wanna explore this thing about Jesus a little bit more? I'm gonna be hanging around here for the entire day. And we've got some excellent youth leaders. We've got Rhonda, we've got Nick. Please see one of us. We'd love to talk with you. We'd like to kind of just humbly just kind of share with you how you can begin that step to take that step with Jesus Christ. So that may be you today. That's okay. I did that at 12 years old. It doesn't matter what age you are. But finally, also, if you are someone, you're a part of this faith community, but maybe you haven't really given your heart to Jesus for the first time, or maybe you've given your heart to Jesus, but you've kind of stepped away. You've lost sight of who you are in Christ, your purpose in him. Find me as well today. Make that commitment today. I'm raising my hand. Does anybody else want to raise their hand? You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're part of this church, this faith community, or maybe you're from another denomination. That's okay. You love Jesus. We're thankful that you're here. You want to recommit yourself to Jesus today. Is that you? You want to put your hand up? My hand is up. I want to rediscover my purpose and be set free by Christ to do that. I want you to bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me, Lord Jesus this is our desire today. Lord Jesus, we sometimes get distracted by all the cares of this world, by other people, but sometimes we forget it's you we're following. It's not the pastor as wonderful as you've given us pastors and elders and teachers and parents. God, thank you for our parents. But at the end of the day, when it all is said and done and you come back, you want to know, did you follow me? <laughs> did you love me? Did you develop a relationship with me? I can handle your mess, Jesus says. I can take the pain and I can bring it and I can trade your sorrows for joy, Jesus says. This is his promise to you. You want to recommit yourself right now. He sees your hands and he knows your heart. Jesus received their commitment today. Some of them, Father, may be making this commitment right now and may want to seek us out, Father, because they want to take the next step. Be with them. And we want to celebrate you today, Father, and we want to thank you for Denzel's commitment. We rejoice, Father, because someone else has decided to get into the boat with Jesus. And he's setting an example for the young people here today, Father. There may be many others that need to follow Denzel's example. Draw them to yourself. We thank you for being here and showing up, and we love you. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. amen. Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. 
Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend His reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.